Hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And we are back talking about episode 341, Pokenberry Falls, RFD, part two. The RFD we still don't know the meaning of. Rural free delivery, Andrew. Were you not here last week? Well, you you are correct, but what? (laughs) (laughs) We just like Andy Griffith references, Andrew. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's that's fuel for the Patreon for me to get these jokes. <laughs> I I don't think that's what the Patreon is. Dang it. Okay, that's fine. We already I'm discussed just it. For a Andrew. way to get paid to get drunk. <laughs> we discussed it. We're doing the uh, we're doing the animated series. Yes, 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 yes. Which I'm actually way more excited for. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Oh. Tweet at us if you'd pay to watch us. Listen, <laughs> cover this the movies. Uh, TV show, not even a movie. Yeah, I mean they're a TV special. Like I don't think they ever aired on television. No, they're just VHS no. releases. Yeah, you can do that when you have like the Titan branding that is adventures and odyssey well like monopoly within the space but no i mean it's like all those like christian shows of that yeah. era were that same way yeah veggie tales none of that stuff aired on right veggie tales bible man like none of that stuff had television airs it was just like specials that were put out on vhs's and purchased by church libraries everywhere yeah so so Where's the next generation of uh, Christian content being made, TV show wise? Is that there's a there's a Pure Flix streaming service? Pure Flix? Yes. Is, wow. Pure Flix, who makes the God's okay. Not Dead movies, has their own streaming service. Uh, of course they do. Yes. Uh, I mean, somebody's gotta shine the light, you know. Right. Yeah. Abs- absolutely. World. So uh, this this episode, reminding everyone. Pokenberry Falls, RFD, part two. Yes. <laughs> uh, it So it first aired January 13th of 1996, which was a week after the last episode aired. Um, no surprise there. It is no. also written and directed by Paul McCusker, or written by Paul McCusker, directed by Phil Lawler, and it is still on album 26, back on the air. But this time, it's track 12. The final nice. track. Yeah. Yeah, back on the air. This, I didn't realize how much they were going to be wrapping up in this one specific episode. What do you mean? How did you not realize that? Well... This is the end. We've talked yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, but I always presumed that there was more... I guess I didn't... I didn't take into account the fact that everything in Odyssey was going to end and they were going to give so much light to uh, all of those relationships in Odyssey ending. Because they, they only kind of touch on it briefly at the end, but I was like, oh, yeah. They yeah. got to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a good episode. Yeah, really. It it's It's very, very good. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. So the uh the cast for this episode, uh new people wise, we've got uh the character of Barry Lionel, which is being mm-hmm. per, uh played by Tom Williams. Tom Williams has been like 17 different characters in Odyssey. He's one of those kind of like, eh, he comes back every once in a while, does a one-off. That's kind of yeah. it. He's had like various like voiceover jobs in, on IMDb. Weirdly, he like the thing he is he does most often or did most often i believe he has since passed um but he was like a go-to guy to voice babies in shows that's okay very interesting considering what we know of lionel uh not richie but um we're messy what's his barry barry lionel barry barry lionel yeah it is it's weird um he uh so yeah he was like the voice of babies and i assume that's just the sounds or maybe it's like baby talk i'm not sure but in shows like coach and night court and the fresh prince what yeah 
So he just makes baby cooing sounds really well or something? That's my assumption. Okay. And I saw right. a lot of them came up on IMDb as, like, uncredited. So my I wonder a little bit if he didn't just, like, make some really good sh- sounds that then just got shared around the industry. I think that that's probably it. My guess is he did it once or twice a while back. And, yeah, especially if it's uncredited. Yeah. I mean, sometimes so it is credited, French, but I I wouldn't like I'd be really surprised if the French uh, French, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like brought in somebody specifically to imitate the baby noise that they needed. Yeah. Hey, you never know. Uh, he also and I thought somebody's got to do it. <laughs> I thought this was kind of fun. Uh, he also had a multi-episode run on Days of Our Lives playing a character oh. named Judge Whitaker. <laughs> yeah. Um, Man, back when people named people wit. Yeah. All right. You ready for the promo? I'm ready for the promo. It's a moment of decision for the Barkley family on the next Adventure in Odyssey. Everybody's voting that George will take the pastor job at the local community church. But what about that offer from a small New England town called Pokenberry Falls? Will the Barclays leave Odyssey for good? Learn more next time on Adventures in Odyssey. Is that a different promo? I don't remember yesterday well enough to know. I, yeah, me neither. <laughs> is, is that bad? It's arguably, well, aside from when we used to do double headers, this is one of the closest we've ever recorded to another one, and I yeah. still have no idea. I can't really tell. I really can't. Yeah, well, because it doesn't have, normally they have, like, episode-specific details, but these ones are both just yeah. like, are they going to leave? Find out. On adventures and odyssey, yes. yeah, yeah. I and we'll, we'll we'll get into it, but I love the manner by which they leave. It makes me happy. Yeah, yeah it's. I have a lot of like. This was a very cool thing that this show did, and we'll talk about it more later. But uh, I have a lot of respect for Odyssey. Yeah, for how they handled this. Yeah, so the episode starts off with no, just like a musical intro, and then uh, George um, introducing the Barkley Family Chronicles, tape two. Yep, back when we used to say tape instead of track or uh, file. <laughs> yeah. Yep. This is uh, Pokenberry Falls RFD, tape two. Andrew and Dylan here recording. Yes, here we are. Uh, we're here to talk about... We're both speaking... Uh, in, I don't know if the Chalk Squad actually knew this, but pulling back the curtain a little bit, we do all of our episodes, uh, each speaking into our own tape recorder, and then I rip those tapes to a computer, and I combine them, and then I upload that. <laughs> it's, it's great, right? He's so unhappy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, right? Himself. There's no better way to do this. It couldn't no, possibly get not. you. You need you need a high quality, so you want the feel of that uh, of that cassette tape. That's that's mm-hmm. how you get oh, like yeah. you you know how great our voices sound all the time. It's because because we're on cassette mm-hmm. tape. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, poof, it's it's the vinyl of podcasts. You know, they don't put podcasts on vinyl anymore. Right. But you know, yeah. back when they did, exactly, kind of like this. And right. And the, yeah, we, we, if we could record straight to, to vinyl, we we would eventually. We'll hit our Patreon goal and be able to go to go to Third Man and and record <laughs> yeah. straight to vinyl. It'll be really cool. Um, but we take we march the Chalk Squad down to Nashville <laughs> and demand that Jack White let us record our Adventures in Odyssey podcast. Yeah, the the way podcasts were meant to be heard. Yeah. On vinyl. Um, Put max 40 minutes long, 20 minutes aside that you have to flip over halfway through. Yeah. This is this is all good and funny, but I do, in fact, own a vinyl episode of a podcast. So, moving oh, on. Oh, yeah, no. That was why I started the joke. <laughs> I know. Uh, all right. So, the episode <laughs> begins after they kind of do, like, the run back in and set up the framing device with Stuart. They go back to the church where George mm. is still kind of sucks. Yeah, he's continuing not great. to be just like Captain Negative. 
He's like, oh yeah, we'll go back to where we were trying, to that place when we were trying to get a maniac out of the church. And I yeah. was like, boy, thanks for Let's calling Owen a, a maniac. Especially because, like, he's talking about, like, he says that line from the future. Mm-hmm. It would be bad in the moment. <laughs> but this man is one of his deacons at this point. Yeah, that that too. <laughs> is that that wasn't told last episode, was it? What that Owen <laughs> this was a deacon? We, yeah, yeah. The man causing all the problems was a deacon. Well, there's only thirty people in the church, exactly. and there are four deacons. So naturally, but yeah, it is. I don't know how churches work. What's the normal amount of? What's the ratio of deacons to 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 members? I mean, four is probably high for thirty members, but. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But also, like, there's got to be a minimum number. Like, you can't, it can't be just a straight ratio. Maybe it follows some sort of, like, a parabola. No, that's not what I want. Mm. Um, Not a parabola. What's the, uh, what's the thing where exponential, ah, there's some sort of exponent. No, wait, this would be reverse exponential. It doesn't matter. Like a standard normal curve situation? I don't think so. That's just something that I remember from statistics. Yeah. Yeah, I've been out of That's school for bit. too long. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so George is, like, freaking out about, like, this whole thing and about, like, the fact yeah, that— and Ellis is trying so hard to be nice. Right. And, like, right, this doesn't— and, like, He's like, oh, we'll de-escalate it and I'll take care of it and whatever. Like, George should stay back. It's one of the few and... moments that doesn't feel like Ellis being— like overbearing and like trying to hide something and just genuinely like this is what he would do whether george was there or not yeah no that's the vibe i get from it which is kind of upsetting yeah Um, like i need some help yeah yeah some anger management issues yeah so yeah owen's owen's a temperamental artist who mostly paints houses which is a funny line um he doesn't have a job despite painting houses i guess that houses yeah i don't know but and didn't they put in six developments yeah I, I, you would think that business would be booming in the house painting industry yeah yeah i'm not sure but uh but because he doesn't have a job he collects bottles for their recycling deposit and when he gets mad he smashes those bottles which he is currently doing in the church yeah and he's done it since they were a kid he likes the sound it makes which i can't blame him i mean yeah, the sound of glass breaking, while it can be scary, is very satisfying. Yeah, it was funny. I watched I watched a movie last night, um, in which a in like the middle of a conversation, a dude just stands up, walks out to the porch, and drops a full glass bottle of beer off the porch, and then has no justifiable reason for why he did that. So this this is weirdly a theme in my entertainment consumption right now. <laughs> just. This is a sign, Dylan. You have something pent up that you need to uh, release. Yeah, uh, you're fired, Andrew. Oh, dang it! So yeah, so oh, we then kind of it gets it gets revealed that um, so they both George Ellis tells George to wait outside while he goes in to handle it, and George is like, you know, I'm going in too. So they yeah. both go in. Why not? Why? Why? Why do you need to? Okay, I get it. It might be your church. You, mm, no. No, I think. Nope. Yeah, he he just he he's tired of Ellis hiding things, and so he's like, yeah. all right, I'm I'm gonna involve myself in this, which, it, it's yeah. fine. Um, and we then get the the revelation that uh, Owen's currently smashing stuff in the church because mm-hmm. he was kicked out of his house. He had been living in the parsonage for the previous two years. And mm. um, despite it not having any indoor plumbing, or was he kicked out by the indoor plumbing people? Right, right, right. Were, were there Was there no indoor plumbing, or are the pipes just being replaced? It seems like the pipes are just being replaced because it is later revealed to be a massive and beautiful house. Yeah. Yeah. Confusing. Uh-huh. Very confusing. Then, uh, then Owen has the... Uh, brutal line of maybe I should just swallow these bottles and die right here. Yeah. The man wants to pull a Jim Carrey's Grinch and just down some glass bottles. 
that was what I thought as well. I just just munch on them and like, what Odyssey? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we've. I don't think I've heard somebody threaten to kill themselves that by like, swallowing glass. Yeah. Well, that convincingly or that obscurely on a <laughs> children's show. Fair. Yeah. It's uh um but yeah it's 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 very upsetting cuz obviously Owen like the way that I heard it I was like okay this guy clearly has some sort of learning disability probably mildly autistic or something like that yeah um or at the very you know, least just like mental illness yeah just general mental illness that is making it hard for him to adjust to what's going on and you know he's not somebody that really has his life together regardless which we know and uh yeah, I mean, Ellis is good to him. Like, he's not necessarily... He doesn't de-escalate it because he knows that he has to get him out of there. So, like, I, I do respect him for, like, kind of doing what he needs to do. But it, it's very hard because it feels like Owen is the butt of the joke in this episode. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, and I'm like, this guy... He needs help. Yeah, this guy needs help more than he needs anything. I mean, I don't know. If... Threatening to eat glass isn't a desperate cry for help. I don't know what is. Yeah, uh, that's that's fair. Um, so, yeah, and then Ellis is basically like, well, look, Owen, if you really want to keep your house, you are welcome to come to the, the meeting tomorrow and vote against George. Like, that mm-hmm. totally works. Um, yeah. And- Invites him to attend the deacons meeting. And Owen's like, okay, okay, I'll I'll do that. Um, and also agrees to clean up the mess he's made because he doesn't want to see Vivian staring him down while she does it. Yeah, Vivian. Vivian is the really the only one in Pokenberry Falls with their ish together. Yeah. Oh my word. <laughs> Vivian's great. Vivian's, Vivian does not care. She, Vivian is a queen. She has it figured out. I bet you she could walk right up to. Lionel Barry and just <laughs> it's Barry Lionel, right? It's Barry Lionel. Okay, Barry Lionel, <laughs> and tell him what's what. I think it's like Barry Lionel. Like, like they 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 yeah. pronounce it in a way that makes it sound like a last name, despite it definitely not being. <laughs> nope, nope. We because it's Odyssey. We have to have two first names instead of a first and a last name. Yeah. Yep. Jack Davis. Uh huh. So, um, we then jump to, uh, Jimmy getting home, uh, with, with mm-hmm. Donna and Amy, but he, he comes in, slams the door, sulks off to his living room to unpack. Like, the man yeah, doesn't really have yeah. a room, but it's fine. Um, and Amy, uh, calls him immature, and her and Donna... Yep have this conversation where they kind of like rather than picking up where we left off it's them recapping what happened which is Mm -hmm. like funny if you're like if you remove yourself from it and you're like so in the like donna is narrating to the tape not the actual events but a recap of the events that happened in the episode yeah that happened in real life what she was saying well, because Amy Amy's mad, obviously. So Amy's mad at Donna because Donna turns them down for drinking. Jimmy's mad that Do- uh, that Amy offered him booze because she didn't predict the fact that uh, really pretty women can often be damaged and um, not have the healthiest coping mechanisms, which, you know, me too, man. Me too. <laughs> buddy, buddy, everyone can be damaged inside. Exactly. Whether you look a, like, you know, Owen Birch or, or you look like Amy. Yeah. Whether you're a Dylan or an Andrew. I'll let you decide who's who. <laughs> Am I a Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. No, yeah, it's uh <laughs> Well, I can I can definitely say as I've I've only been in school to be a counselor for like two years, but everybody does have their crap. So you are 100% right in that. Um, But yeah, so Jimmy's obviously super upset about this. And like I said, Amy is like just upset that Donna thinks that she's better than them because she won't drink. 
um, and she's like basically explaining the fact that she drinks because she hates it here, and you don't drink because you don't live here. And mm-hmm. as somebody who's like, I wonder the writer, like the the story behind this, if they had like experience, because like New England. It does get it gets a very bad rap for being a bunch of alcoholics, and um, I don't know that that's entirely inaccurate. I don't like. Um, I, I, it's a very drinking heavy culture, so like the idea that if they're in the middle of nowhere, New England, and this is how the young people cope, I'm like, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> Sure, but I don't. It's not. I don't. I'm not condoning it. No, no, no. I just. I don't. I don't know. I don't love the stereotyping of that. Oh no, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> then why did you just contribute to it, Andrew? Is that what having a like a pop culture recap show does? I don't know. So yeah, it, it's Donna kind of like coming to terms with this whole like. This is the her first time she's been exposed to people who drink, or at least underage yeah. people who drink. And so I guess everybody in Odyssey like that she's interacted with just doesn't. Yeah, I mean, dude, like, same. Like when, like, that, okay, that's fair. during the like, <laughs> y- you and I obviously are are different, but like. Both of us come from a small town. We've had different experiences. I, when I was in high school, like, I could have told, like, I could have guessed at what kids I was in school with drank, but I was, I didn't know, interact, or was friends with anybody who did. That's fair. Like, the people, the people I, that we were friends, like, we didn't, there was, like, it wasn't even, like, a thing that ever came up. Huh. That yeah, we just, just have different. Yeah, not not a part of <laughs> different, the culture. Different experiences. Yeah. No, I, I, it just wasn't part of the culture in my like friend groups when yeah when I was in school. Um, yeah, and I think for me like it being homeschooled, you know, be interacting with all the heathens. But no, I, I think working and stuff like that, like working in food service, and there's it it attracts a certain demographic of people. And a lot of times I was working with people that were older than me and most of them were over 21. Um, or they were people that wished they were over 21 so they could drink legally. Right. Uh, so, like, yeah, it, it became kind of a a thing that I was exposed to. But it now that I examine it, it makes a lot of sense that we don't have the same overlap because that wasn't uh, a part of the culture that brought you and me together. Right. Well, and you also, you get the thing of like, I, so all of the play, all the businesses I worked for were like Christian businesses where like yeah. the owners <laughs> were Christians and they, they were do- predominantly staffed by Christians. So that mm. definitely skews things differently as well. Where like at school I could choose who I was hanging out with and it just, mm-hmm. the people I was hanging out with, that wasn't a, a factor. But, like, you yeah. don't get to choose who you work with. No. No. And uh, the Dragonfly Cafe no longer exists. Whew. Boy, did they like their alcohol. Yeah. And so, right, it's just... So, like, I, I can see how, like, Donna could have that experience. And I, I like that she that she says, like, none of the kids that, like, she hung out with drank. She's not like, yeah. no one in Odyssey drinks, it's perfect. Nor is she mm-hmm. like, I've never been around adults who have drunk. Like, it's it's not like a, there's, it's just like, the, my friends didn't. Yeah, no, it's, it's, for me, like, hearing it, I definitely sided almost with Amy, with just being like, wow, that's, I mean, I'm not surprised that Donna doesn't drink, but, like, the fact that she would be appalled at it. But I think that that's Amy internalizing it because it doesn't seem like Donna says anything after she says no because Amy says that, like, oh, you know, you were just, like, acting like I was doing something wrong or acting like you're better than me because I do, which is just her operating out of her insecurity. um, Right. Rather than, you know, making an accurate judgment of what's going on. Right. Well, and to the extent that, like, even 
like Jimmy starts like sinking into her about mm-hmm. like this is later in the episode but like mm-hmm. he starts really getting on her about like how like crappy she is for doing this and Donna is way more mature and sympathetic and just being like yo Jimmy like chill out like you don't like mm-hmm. You don't need to tell her any of this. Yeah. So. Which is good. It's a good Donna. It's a really good Donna moment. And it it feels weird to be talking about this in the light of Odyssey because, like, this is really one of the only times that it's brought up. Right. You know? Right. This is this is a... Not a... I mean, it's... It's not a... It's not a moral episode, but it's, like, the closest thing that Odyssey has to addressing... Uh, consuming alcohol under age as like a cultural phenomena. Yeah, well, and it it makes sense. I mean, as we talked about last episode, like the reason that the Barclays are being ushered out of the show at this point is because like Odyssey is not set up to tackle teen issues. Yeah, and but this, boy, I wish it was. And this <laughs> well, and this very much is. Like this mm-hmm. is not. Your primary demographic of eight to twelve year olds, um, yeah, this isn't going to apply to them. No, like, at least I hope not. Yeah, like it might it might be something that you know sticks with them and they think back on when they are older, but it's not like in the way that like you know, obey your parents, do your homework episodes, yeah. like. They really, right? Really get that moral are, across. Are targeted at the like the demographic that Odyssey is targeted at. This is targeted mm-hmm. at an older demographic, and I also I think it's. I like I appreciate focus for doing this episode, doing it in like a way that seems pretty even handed and across the board and not like super like shamey. Like I don't. Yeah, like, no. Do they, you, they you were, agree on they that? They were surprisingly right? like not. It's, oh yeah. Most definitely. From what we've come that, to expect, like it, it's pretty reasonable. Yeah. Well, and because Donna doesn't take the position of you, what you're doing is wrong, she takes the position of I'm not used to this, and the culture that I come from is different from you in this way. It's not you're wrong. It's I'm not used to it. Yeah. I'm not accustomed to it. I mean, you I. Know? I would say she, I mean, definitely leans on the end of, hey, like, you shouldn't be doing this. Well, yeah, because she mentions, like, well, you know, with me and my friends, it was just kind of always assumed that it was wrong. Right. Um, And, like, Amy kind of responds by being like, well, it, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter what's right or wrong. It's what it takes to get by. And that's... Oof, that, I mean, that's the way that somebody who needs a lot of help would talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I've seen people like that, and uh, there have been moments where I felt like that, and it's not not, not, not cash money. Yeah. But it, it gives further benefit to the Barclays joining and going there to help. Them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. The Barclays then kind of interrupt to be like, man, like, things are really seeming, like, things were really out of whack but kind of that like that helped us understand what we needed to do mm-hmm. like if you know if this whole place had seemed perfect then what's the difference between it and odyssey yeah definitely definitely oh well and like the idea that like what are you gonna come here for like what what are you doing here what's your reason for it, it's got to either be better than Odyssey or it has to be more important than Odyssey. And uh, it's, it's kind of quickly established that in the way that they thought it might be better than Odyssey, it's definitely not. Um, but we do learn that it is kind of more important um, for them to be there because they have something to share. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, they then have this dumb little dialogue where... Um, they're talking about like, oh, it being the next day and Vivian's hair color changed. She went from blonde yeah. to red. And George yeah. is like, oh, is that what happened? I thought maybe she was wearing different earrings, which like classic, classic sitcom bit. Um, yeah, oblivious guy. Right. Doesn't understand how girls makeup works. <laughs> yeah. 
And then, uh, and then Mary's like, oh yeah, uh, Vivian was wearing wigs. She changed her, her hair every day the way Ellis changed his hat every day. And Jimmy's like, oh, at least you, she didn't put lures in her hat, in her hair. <laughs> I'm very practical. And honestly, if I was somebody who wore wigs, I think I'd be tempted to, to hide some stuff in there. Uh, well, Andrew, like there's still time. <laughs> I could. Well, you know, uh. Balding genetics do run in the family, so there you go. maybe wigged Andrew isn't so far out of reach. <laughs> now we need we need you to have a, a Bart Rathbun style comb over. Yeah, no, no, no. If I'm gonna do a wig, it's gonna be like something nutty <laughs> or like really long, something that I could never do with my hair. <laughs> there you go. Catch um, Andrew in Dreads 2030. Yeah, yeah. Me and Dreads are like with like Billie Eilish green hair or something like that. Yeah. Um, just just when I've, you know, settled into my career and I'm right. a professional. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you, I mean, you're going to be counseling. Counselors can look like anything, right? I hope so, because I certainly don't look normal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just don't be a school counselor, Andrew. No, 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 no. I, I got a lot of respect for school counselors, but uh, they do not get paid enough for how hard they work. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Then we go to the uh the parsonage. Um. Yep. Which is gigantic. Um, yeah, is like a Victorian thing. house or something like that yes. was what I was imagining. I imagine it's just Wit's End. Um. <laughs> Essentially. But yeah, Wit's it's... End was a recreation center before it was a... Yeah, was it a it... house before it was a recreation center? No, but it's like Victorian. They always talk That's about true. like it being a this, this Victorian building, and I was just like, oh, it's the same thing here, right? They're going to live yep. at Wit's End. I would that. love a spinoff with the Barclays where they discover, like, the secret passageways in their house and stuff. <laughs> Just saying. More on this... that later. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> Wait, what? The uh, the folks um, from the church are there renovating the place. It actually seems like it's in pretty good shape. It used to be the Lionel's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was, they moved, Barry's father moved, built a new house where they live now. And this one a nicer was donated. One. They make a they make a big right. point to say that. <laughs> yeah, and this one was donated to, to donated to the church as a parsonage, um, but it also operates as a bed and bef- a bed and breakfast, which the you know church family had. Yeah. The, pe- no, the and, uh, pastor and his family have to operate. Yes, that's when we get this this kind of. Um, coming to terms mm-hmm. that uh between you know Ellis and Vivian and the Barclays where they're like wait a minute so you said that the pastor uh runs chapel for the local college and he works at the church and now you're saying that his house is a bed and breakfast as well and um and yeah and this is when Ellis is kind of flustered and he's saying, oh, you know, uh, and Vivian jumps in and is like, yeah, you know, they had to do it to make ends meet. And Ellis is like, nah, well, it's not that bad. And then and then they kind of get called on it and they have to do some explaining where, which is actually a very common New England thing, at least from my experience of New England, where people have to have multiple different jobs because it's a sm- like a not super populated area. Mm. Um, so they have to have like a, a lot of different sources of income. Like, the tourist town that I grew up going to in Maine, uh, notably, like, there's a uh, there's a wine shop that the owner, who obviously owns the wine shop, it does, like, you know, fancy cheese, meat, stuff like that, too. But he also, like, rents out backhoes and uh, scooters for <laughs> tourists to go around town on. Oh, wait, tourists can go around town on backhoes? I want to go no, there. No, 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 that's it. Well... <laughs> That would be great. I should ask him about that. <laughs> Scooters are for the tourists. The backhoes are for the Mainers. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it it was funny that this was kind of how the cho- how the show uh, chose to go with this town and and what it was going to be like. Um, but it's also very cool because in the way that 
I see it as like as the characters see it as this is overwhelming and a lot as a listener I got really excited for like all of the character development that could happen with like Mary doesn't have to do something she gets to run her own business she gets to run an air like she gets to run a and b um and George gets to do work with kids as well as adults which he mm-hmm. obviously loves yeah you know and there's so much potential right here. and Donna and Jimmy can probably make you know some money helping out also with the airbnb like that airbnb yeah. just the bread and back breakfast come on andrew um, we can't i'm sorry i can't say words <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they they can help out with the bed and breakfast as well and just like yeah it, it, you can see how this would function mm-hmm. um and so yeah uh Ellis finally just kind of comes clean after Viv is like, look, you gotta, you gotta fess up here, buddy. Yeah, she goes through, like, eight different, like, don't beat around the bush, uh, like, figures of speech. Where it's like, I'm tired of you, what, wrapping an yeah. onion and, like, wrap in gift paper or something like that. Um, right. She says something yep. like that. <laughs> finally, it comes clean that this town is not great. It's not shiny. It's the sales pitch isn't super convincing um, yep. in the sense of what it has to offer, but it is what it is. And yeah. Jimmy kind of is very interesting, interesting in how he is the first one to respond to the not them not having any money thing. And he's like, Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's I mean, it's, you know, they do it to make ends meet, you know, it's, it's, it's not much of a package. Right. To the college to pays for like 75% of like mm-hmm. what you need and the bed and breakfast will cover the rest. There's only 30 people in the church, which is like five families. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, it's they're just like, look, like you're, it's gonna it's gonna be tight. You're not gonna be living in luxury. And Jimmy says, when it comes to being poor, we're overqualified. <laughs> which like, which is a, a mood. It it it's funny, yeah. but like, no, Jimmy. You guys were like middle class America poor. Yeah. Yeah. You guys were eating hamburger helper and that was what was bad. Right, right, right. Like, <laughs> like you, that you, was you had, it. you had burgers like three times a week and almost had to sell your house. Yeah, to downsize to something I don't know. Both your else. parents had to work. Like, it's not Yeah. That it's it's not a uh like, yeah. like I, I, I appreciate the sentiment, and it's a funny line, but also let's address the reality of how privileged they are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, especially over this arc where it's like their family needs jobs. Guess who gets jobs right away? Right. They think they might have to sell their house. Don't worry. The pastor is in the hospital. Yep. We don't care about him anymore, though. Right. You graduate, uh, you graduate from seminary. <laughs> immediate two job offers and yeah i mean and all you had to do was kill reverend pastor right i mean it's a small price to <laughs> pay yeah exactly but you know yeah so yeah and El- ellis just is like you know what like i did everything i could to try and mm-hmm. make this place look good and george is like well look we didn't come here to get a good impression we came here to get an accurate one yeah and Alice is Which like... Which is a good line. Yeah, it is. I appreciate it. And then Alice is like, all right, uh, well, I can, you know, fly you back, you know, immediately. You know, I, I understand that you probably don't want to be here. And George is like, well, let's... No, like, I, I'm still interested. Like, this doesn't change anything, really. Like, if this is what I'm being called to do, like, let's let's continue to see it, seek it out. And he just asks if he can, if they can borrow a car and just explore the town on their own, which leads to a really nice scene of the Barkley family driving around the town, seeing it for what it is. Yeah, yeah, and it's very interesting the the way that they took it last episode, where they brought up like, oh, uh, long lines in the social work, you know, by the social work department and social work resources and. They they seem to have a lot more of uh, pity and affection for it um, now. I I, after I don't like exploring pity. Maybe no compassion. no pity pity compassion yeah, compassion compassion is the word. You're correct. Empathy. Pity is not good. Empathy. Yeah. Yes. We love counselors. Love the word empathy. 
Whew. We use it all the time. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Yeah, so so they then go drive up to the top of the mountain. Um, mm-hmm. Not Forest Mountain, a different mountain. Maybe Peak Mountain. Yeah. Uh, um, Rock Mountain. Rock Rock Mountain. There, there it is, Andrew. <laughs> you nailed it. It's Rock Mountain. Um, and they talk about, like, oh, like, it looks so nice from up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, Jimmy's like, you know, like, I'm still game to move here. Like, if you guys think that that's what we should do, like, I'm still... I'm still down um, in just mm-hmm. kind of this, like, he's a kid, and he sees it as, like, another place for adventure. Like, Yeah. It's, yeah, he's got this idea that there's, like, this, there's just no possible, like, there's new possibilities here. Mm-hmm. And there is at least one really attractive girl here. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's always that. Yeah. But I... I think that Jimmy's arc is interesting in this because he seems to be he seems to be coming to terms with kind of this reality that almost that his dad is coming to as well and that like this is going to be more about service than it is anything else and and lines like before about being overqualified for being poor and whatever is is kind of hinting at this thing that stuck out to me um in the couple times I listened to it was that like it seems like Jimmy is in yeah he's despite everybody else all the time jimmy is the first on board right it's they they have a really good dynamic where Mm -hmm. jimmy gets to be gung-ho donna Mm -hmm. gets to be really reserved and Mm -hmm. the others get to exist in the middle yeah like the parents who have more perspective can look at it and be like well look here are the ups here are the downs and the kids can only see one or the other. It just it mm-hmm. yeah, it, it makes sense. Like it's 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 a good spectrum that they bridge here. Um yeah. and and to that point Donna gets to talk a little bit about just like she's being like she's confused by this whole thing. She talks about being worried that like she won't have good friends here. Yeah. Um like she she not only will she be losing the friends back in Odyssey, but the kids here you know, don't seem that great. Yeah, well, and and obviously her impression hasn't been that strong, and uh, Amy did kind of isolate her for her being different and saying that, like, well, nobody here is actually like that, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so so George then, as they're, as they're up there, is just, like, he points, at, he points to the new developments and is like, you know, those are all... Like, each one of those is going to have a family in that who needs to hear about God. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just... Yeah, it's 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 a nice sentiment. It's also, like, I appreciate getting confirmation that, like, there are actually developments going in because I wasn't quite sure if that was part of Ellis's like, yeah, talk it up. Yeah, me too. Or if that was reality. So it's nice just to get that nudge there to be like, okay, this is real. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they then um, go back to the Birch's house, and they tell you know they're talking with with Ellis and Vivian, and um, and George just looks like, hey, thanks for the car, and Ellis is like, yeah, now that you've seen it, I assume you want to leave, and George is like, no, let's like let's go meet the Deacons, mm-hmm. you know, I want to get ready, like I'm still planning on preaching tonight. Um, yeah, I came here to do this stuff and uh, make a first impression, and so I'm going to do everything that I said I was going to do. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then so then he he leaves, and Amy comes in, and mm-hmm. Jimmy and Donna are talking to her, and Donna they like they mentioned that they're going to the church service tonight, and Amy's like, oh well, I'm definitely not. I'm gonna go to the falls with my friends, and you know, yeah. then they're like, you, you oh probably yeah, probably wouldn't want to. Right. And and then there's yeah, this then Jimmy just kinda goes off and Yeah. Doesn't um, he go for a walk? Well, so first he like blows up and is like, You're all twisted up on the inside, you're mm-hmm. like, you know, you you look so pretty but you're you're rotting on the in like he's just like real just like laying into him as Donna's kinda like, Yo, chill out, bro, like over yeah. and and um, Amy's like, let the little man talk. Yeah, like let the she's like, let's speak. Yeah, this is 
their dynamic is very interesting. Oh yeah, I want to. Well, we'll talk about this because Jimmy excuses himself to take a take a walk, and Amy goes yeah. to Donna. I like the way his earlobes turn red when he's mad. Yeah, which is and like the way the that she's like first hint she, that like Amy might kind of be into Jimmy as well. Yeah, <laughs> and okay, Amy, Robin the Cradle. All right, I see you <laughs> out here getting with young Jimmy. <laughs> ninth grader and you're like presumably 17 but you know maybe jimmy's a 10 we don't know we don't know yeah we, we maybe we he's like not. actually ripped who he's knows got that that small town strength yeah it's just yeah it's kind of it's kind of cute um it is cute and it was i don't know if it was intentional but i was like are they setting something up there? oh i i think it's definitely intentional yeah and then uh and then donna goes on a like has a really good monologue um mm-hmm. just about like how you know the people of pokenberry aren't that different from the people of odyssey nor are like she and amy that different they're just reacting differently to their problems you know mm-hmm. they're like donna's working to you know improve and and reaching out to to family and to god um whereas you know these kids in Pokenberry are turning to alcohol. Um, Substance, yeah. It's, it's it's super common. Yeah. It's actually... Uh, I did some research on this for school. Um, I think it's... I want to say 40% of all incarcerated uh, people, like, or individuals have um, substance abuse disorder, mm. which is insane that, like, half of the population that's incarcerated uh according to like a 2018 study um has that so that's a little little tidbit yeah yeah it's 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 a real thing um and yeah it's just amy's like still not having it it's just like okay well you know what you stay here for six months and then you tell me like and then we'll see mm-hmm. what happens. Like you're just able to say that because you're popping in for a moment. You're gonna go back to your perfect little life. I'm gonna be stuck here, and I'm gonna keep drinking because that is the way I make it through. Hmm. Yeah, that's really hard to hear. Mm-hmm. A child say, but also that's not very uncommon and the fact that she's 17 and both of her parents have passed away right uh, a thing that is not talked about at all but you know yeah no unfortunately like come on now i thought that we were going to get at least a little bit more of that instead we just get jimmy yelling at her telling her that she's broken and messed up on the inside (laughs) yeah and and donna being respectful and not doing that for what it's we do like donna Jimmy's just Jimmy's just you know love struck. Yeah. He's deeply disappointed that the really hot girl is also not really good for him. Yeah. Which, amen, you brother. Can't relate to that? I, yeah, <laughs> that's never happened to me ever. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Andrews uh, Andrews had very healthy relationships exclusively. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for you, buddy. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Chuck Squad is there for me as well. Hold me, hold me, strangers from the internet. Uh, yeah. So, so we then we we then jump to the deacon meeting. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. So we've got the deacons, which are Ellis, Owen, a guy named Harry, who we didn't talk about earlier when I was doing the cast because I forgot, but he's played by Mark Mark Drury who is okay. um, one of the production engineers in Odyssey mm-hmm. and on this episode. Um, and so, yeah, the two of... Um, so there's those three, and then there's also Barry Lionel, who comes mm-hmm. in late and just steamrolls everything because he's just got a few minutes. And he's basically yeah, no. like, look, like I, at the end of the day, like the only reason you're going to come here is if like I say yes to you um Mm -hmm. so like get over yourself george like you know if you want this you know make your case and Mm -hmm. we've had a lot of people that don't lead the church well and have mismanaged our money and i'm a businessman and i'm a businessman and, and i've made the hard sacrifice of 
being rich in this notoriously poor area and probably not paying my fair share of taxes, but you know, <laughs> it's the it's the, the 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 trials of being this rich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and then George just absolutely nails it. Claps back with the Bible, and- yo. Yeah, well, and so he starts. He starts to talk, and Ellis like tries to like stop him and like make it less harsh. And George is just like, "Nope, Ellis. Like I've got this." You know, mm-hmm. he's and is basically just like, "Look, I'm only interested in doing this if it's what God's God wants." It would be pretty arrogant to believe that your yes or my yes is the final word, and is he's just super direct, which then yeah, which then Barry like really appreciates and it's just like all right george if you want it you've got it yeah basically he yeah he he stands up to lionel uh mr lionel because he has god on his side and uh lionel recognizes that and and rewards him for it um Mm -hmm. and it's very cool to see that like and then george kind of mentions it afterwards where like you know it took me a year away from business people, which a year, my gosh, my guy became a full-blown pastor in a year. Um, even even if we're going 23 months, so it's not quite two years. Uh, uh, yeah. He, he, you know, he has had this time away. His life experiences have taught him how to deal with these people um, or people that to behave a certain way. Which is cool because that's kind of the motif of this episode where it's like, it's not that everybody here is nice. It's that this is what God wants. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's And just... Owen still wants to vote him yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> Owen's like, I vote against him. And everyone's like, get out of here, Owen. We have... Which... Yeah. Aw, poor guy. I mean, you know, he's getting evicted. Right. A little bit more sympathy would be yeah. nice, but... yeah. No, I, I I agree. But it was funny though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it is it is a bummer that like a church is evicting a man from his house and not offering any support. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna choose to believe that that was another reason I didn't listen to this episode more as a child. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So then uh then it's George um talking with his family just about mm-hmm. like how like he you know was in business with a lot of people like barry um mm-hmm. and he'd always he wished he could him. yeah he'd always wished he could reach them and just mm-hmm. never found a way so like this is a chance and also like it gave him like his business experience gave him the tools he needed to handle that situation where he's like these guys just want me to shoot straight I'm just going to be super direct, and, uh, yeah, he gets rewarded for it. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Really cool to see George do that. Um, especially because, like, he he shuts him down by not saying that, like, I have this too. He's saying, right. no, we're just stewards here. Right. Like, yep. Everything that you have, if you're a Christian, and I hope you are because, you know, you run the church that I'm going to take over, like, you know that God is the that you're just the steward to what God has given you, and that's kind of what puts uh, Mr. Barry in his place. Yeah, Mr. Lionel Barry's his first. Yeah, <laughs> well, I could call my dad Mr. Brian, I suppose. But. Um, yeah, and then uh, and then George, we kind of jump out, and George is talking about like preaching that night Mm -hmm. and he preaches on um, when Jesus was called out into the wilderness and then like jokes about how clever he was in that yeah (laughs) which yeah it was one of those weird moments where he was like and does anybody remember what I preached on and Donna chimes in oh yes I know exactly what you preached on da 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 Jesus was out in the wilderness uh being tested and all yeah. these illusions and yeah because that was clearly the biblical allegory for what was happening right yep and he's like yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty clever aren't i and they all roll their eyes because he's a dad yep and like yeah sure um all right <laughs> uh-huh 
And then, uh, and then we get the plane ride back. They're like, okay, like, let's... We're exhausted. Right. We'll talk about this when we get home. And then they immediately just decompress on the plane. Yep. And, <laughs> you know, Mary's just like, you know, if this had all be- gone smooth, like, then we, like, then there would be no reason for us to accept. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy's like, well, you know what? Like, I think I, if it's, it's up to you guys, but like... For my, for what it's worth, like I think we should do this. I want to be able to be a good influence on the town. And mm-hmm. Donna chimes in to be to be like she hates the idea of leaving, but also agrees with Jimmy's reasoning. Yeah, which yeah. I really appreciate. It's like a nice moment of growth, and it shows like that that she's not oblivious to what's going on here either. And it's well, like it's a, a nice, good like, Jimmy moment too. Yeah, but it's like it's it's great for Donna to be selfless in that, and just mm-hmm. like yeah, it's it's mature. I listening through the arc the way that we have makes me see the connection between like Lawrence and Jimmy and kind of his growing mm. up, um, and kind of building to this where now he's he's been built up. He's He's had his test trials, you know, he, he had Lawrence in the good old small town of Odyssey um, that kind of taught him that, like, he cares about other people more and caring about other people makes him a happier person. Yeah. Um, and so it's, like, it's really cool to see that kind of come to fruition here with him being the kind of person that's that's the most comfortable with moving on and taking on this new challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, they all just, oh, then, then, yeah, then it's just George praying, mm-hmm. um, you know, basically like, you know, lead, guide, direct us, your will be done, um, as we fade out and we come back in on the tape being interrupted by the movers. Yeah. And yeah. then they all are going to its end to say goodbye. And like, that's the episode. And it's just, I love that they let the decision be subtext. Mm -hmm. I think that is an amazing choice and shows a good deal of like restraint from the writers. And like, it just plays nice. Like that. There is no, that like that, non-committal conversation was them coming to terms with it and agreeing to do it we didn't need some conversation of them ironing out the details like their minds had been made out now they are acting on it and we just go out on that yeah well and and the just the transition that gets to be made with like them saying that oh you know the moving truck is here and you're like oh wait what like they all right like that's it like the, the decision's made like you as the yeah. audience are just like, oh shoot, like I like that's not how you expect these stories to go. No, yeah. Well, especially with Odyssey and their family dynamic, they do a lot of uh well, we'll hash it out when we get home, and then they hash it out and then you right. get the conversation. Yeah, they hash um, it out or they talk to other people in the town, but like Yeah, nope. they're just doing it. And it's it's really cool. Um And yeah, it's kind of emotional. Yeah for me to hear the end of these characters like this it's i don't i don't i didn't remember it uh yeah i'm i'm excited for the next two yeah. parts though yeah yeah me too cuz i'm not ready to say goodbye yet to donna well we have two or more jimmy. weeks andrew yes we do and jimmy gets to show up a little bit more after that even <laughs> does he show up after the after his no, I believe that's. I don't think I'm unless he shows up on album fifty, but I don't think he does. I don't think he does either, because they gave right. them their write off. But, but yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, any final thoughts on the ec- episode? I've got some stuff I want to talk about, kind of bigger picture, but I'd love to. Yeah, why don't why don't you go for it? I don't. I've. I mean, I said my piece. I I really like this episode. I really like the decisions that they made. Uh, I'm the audio engineering was fantastic. Mm, yeah. of all the different uh, sceneries yeah. they were in. 
I, I really it's yeah, understated, I it was just well but like done all around. really good. Yeah, the soundtrack was good. Uh, like the like we said, the format of them talking through video diary, I think, was just great. So yeah, nothing but thumbs up for me all around. Except for the uh, stereotyping New England thing. That's, that's he tough. does, in fact, show up in on album 50 in the triangled web part uh, one and two. Oh, that's right. Jimmy comes back. Yep. So he's part of that whole like, that's people right. coming back to Odyssey for, for album 50, which makes sense. Um, but, but yes, that is. So what was it that you wanted to get into, Dylan? So, yeah. So here... So this is this is coming out of the official guide, um, and but they there was talk internally about a Barkley mm. family spinoff out of this. So there was okay. an idea at the time that they could do a radio drama targeted towards older kids that all took place in Pokenberry. They have yeah. a bunch of. Like, they had a bunch of unproduced scripts for this mm-hmm. um, and thought, like, you know, we do a series called Pokenberry Falls or whatever. Um, yeah. And the only thing that ever came out of that is it's a Pokenberry Christmas, which is what we'll be talking about. Um, but I think it's also lends a little bit more, like, interest and insight into the Pokenberry Falls RFD thing because... Mayberry mm-hmm. RFD was a spinoff of the Andy Griffith show. And if this is the backdoor yeah. pilot for a Barkley show, then that nod makes even more sense. Oh yeah, for sure. That's uh okay. Yeah. I mean, now I'm just really disappointed that that didn't ever come yeah, to fruition. Me too. Like it just seems like, yeah. A missed like, opportunity. Like, right. and, like something that would have meant, a lot to us and also like i'm curious as to how much like what the current demographic of odyssey is if it's still 8 to 12 or if it actually does skew older like i have no idea i you know i think that there's a lot of people that have stuck with it um Right. I don't know that, how many people have to the extent that, that's that we fair. have. It's just, it's, like, <laughs> I'm in a weird position of like all of my interactions with the Odyssey community are obviously by people who are old enough to be on the internet, meaning they're not 8 to 12. Yeah. But I can't yeah. imagine that yeah. is the majority of people listening by any means. But I am just like, oh yeah, it would be fun to have like an older geared Odyssey get to see the Barclays do some more mature stories and yeah, just kind of a bummer that that never got off the ground. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe we'll get something with like uh Matthew and Emily or something like yeah. that. In yeah, the may- may- maybe, uh, maybe Suzu and Maury get their own show. <laughs> oh God. Oh no, please don't give me that. Uh, I don't want that. I don't want to listen to Atticus Schaefer speak any more than oof. I have to. Oh, so yeah, that's uh, nothing against the guy. Just the character. I mean that that's that's fair, but but yeah. So that that's that's kind of my final note as we go out on as we yeah. go out on this two parter. That's so cool. And um, yeah. So th- was the po- the Pokenberry Christmas episode like that was a part of the original scripts uh, that were made for this reboot or for this? It's a little unclear. Spin-off? They just said. Like, they were hoping to create more of these episodes, possibly even a whole spinoff, um, and the only thing they ended up mm-hmm. doing was Pokenberry Christmas. So it doesn't sound like it was really a... Like, yeah, like it was that much of a choice, but... It de- it definitely hmm. doesn't sound like, oh, we had a bunch of these in the can, including Pokenberry, and that's the only one we produced. I think it's just like, they were like, we had some scripts, we talked about continuing the Barkley story, we didn't, and then we eventually came back with Pokenberry Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. That's, hmm. Well, focus on the family. 
I would probably disagree with most of the things you have to say to young adults. However, please make them so I can make more content and talk yeah. about them. Thank you very much. All right. Much. Um, <laughs> and with, uh, I don't know, is, is there any, I, I've got nothing to plug. You, you you got anything there, Andrew? I am, I am plug free. All right. Then uh, we'll be back next week to, uh, I don't know, kind of bid for, well, I guess we still have two weeks to go. The penultimate of the George Barkley saga. Yes. Pastor the, the George, Pastor Barkley, George Barkley, Barkley arc, I believe I called it, but we're, we're good either way. Um, so we'll be back next week to talk about episode 385, It's a Pokenberry Christmas, part one. Bye. Bye, guys. Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalkpod on Twitter and Instagram or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. Pokenberry Falls RFD Part 2 was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haberstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wadfam Chalkpod.